This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And welcome back. This is Vernon Terrell, and I am again here with Kyle Jenkins. Hello, Kyle. Hey, Vernon. And Kyle, shame on you. No, there's no. (laughs) That's the title. That's what we're going to talk about a little bit is, uh, and we've touched on it before, I think, in other podcasts, but it is so prevalent, uh, and there's still misunderstanding, I think, around this idea or the ideas of guilt and shame and the Christian, the believer. And when we um, talk about this idea of guilt and shame, I guess it's for, it's good to first talk through some of the differences um, between guilt and shame. And how do you see those differences? Mm. Give it to me, Kyle. What do you think? Well, it's, it's, I've learned, and it is just as God's shown me, it's, you know, the, I, I like how our, our good uh, friend John Lynch puts it, a guilt says I've done wrong, but shame hisses that there's something irrevocably wrong with me. And that is so profound. I think that's a good a launching point that guilt is often about is really about a behavior, an action, um, and uh, shame as you, is taking this sense of, uh, of who I am. It, be all, it really does become an identity, uh, and this shame is who I am as a person. I'm this, there's something that is wrong with me. Um, and the, here's the question. First of all, as a believer, are you guilty? And boy, that that that'll open up a couple of uh, topics <laughs> there. Are you guilty? Well, let me ask you. I mean, Kyle, this is a here. Here's a question, Kyle. Do you still sin? Yes. Yes. Oh I still man. Sin. Well, still sin. There's got to be somebody <laughs> on this podcast that does. Um, so no, me too. Yeah. I mean, of course we sin. We live in this fallen world and we make unwise decisions, sometimes not just unwise, but really stupid, um, and unwise and all sorts, just, we make decisions and we blow it and we sin. And are we guilty of that sin? Well, if you define guilt as the behavior and the action and this was a uh, wrong. We either broke the law, or we we broke. Um, we didn't act uh, according to who we are in Christ. And uh, did we sin? Are we guilty of committing that sin? Absolutely. We would be crazy to deny that. Of course, yes, we did it. Own up, fess up. Yes, we did. Question number two. Here's the big question. Are you guilty before God? And before we answer that, 
if God is outside of time and God sees the beginning from the end and he sees our beginning and our end and everything in between, I'll say it this way. At any point in our timeline, were we guilty of sin? Yes, 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 we were. Are we guilty? No. No. Because we are forgiven mm-hmm. in Christ. It's, it, what, do you, what do you think about that? How does that resonate with you? What, what comes to your mind uh, around that idea? This is the glorious exchange. Uh, this all points to the finished work of what Jesus already did. I love it how Paul says it in Ephesians 1, 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. And so, like you said, yes, we're guilty of committing sins, but in God's timeline, uh, the eternal sense in our spirit, we are blameless. And it doesn't mean we're sinless, but in Christ, well, that's already been taken care of on the cross. And so no longer are we sin-loving sinners. We're now saints who do commit sins, and yet we are, we are, we are blameless. Isn't so all that, of the, that, that word you just said, blameless, we, he has in Christ, we are blameless. And yeah. there was really something and in our behavior and in just the, the fact of who we were that had a lot of blame. Mm. But because of the cross, he has made us blameless. And this is hard to wrap our brains around. But I would submit that, no, we're not guilty. We're mm. forgiven. That guilt was taken away. Mm at the cross. So we're not guilty. And to use the word that um, you used, that Paul used, that we are blameless. He has made us blameless. So Mm. yes, we sin and we shouldn't be denying that. But also, yes, we are blameless because of the cross. Now, if you go speeding, down one of those famous Dallas highways <laughs> and you get, and there's a police officer with a radar gun and guns you down with a radar and comes behind you with the lights, pulls you over and gives you a ticket. Don't tell that police officer, but <laughs> officer, yes, but I am blameless in Jesus Christ. And I think he would say, if he was a Christian, absolutely, here's your ticket. Have a yeah. great day. <laughs> and you're going to have to go pay that fine. Absolutely. And it will be a point or whatever the points are on you. Yes. Mm. There are natural, there are consequences to our behavior here. And so, yes, if we do something we and we're guilty of it, we're going to you know, you do the crime, you do the time. And that is true on this planet. But if you're asking, if someone's asking, am I guilty before God? I'd have to say, no, it's been settled. It's done. You got the ticket. 
and Jesus paid the fine. Okay, you got the ticket, but Jesus came and paid the fine. It's mm. finished. Yeah, and I love that. What else is on your heart around this idea of guilt before we kind of jump into shame? Yeah, um, uh, I mean it, this it, it does tie in with shame. For me, what what led me to suicide so many times was the was the was the false gospel or error gospel, whatever you whatever people want to call it. You know, so we're we're seeing in, in the New Testament the real gospel is I'm I'm blameless. I'm now becoming Jesus focused. The false gospel, the error gospel, which Paul spent so much time in the New Testament epistles having to correct people's theology because they just had bad theology. I mean, it was just bad belief system because it all became a sin focused. Am I following the law? Am I doing enough? Uh, and we and I know people listening. They see that all in so many churches. the 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 whole message will be about sin, and so whatever gets your focus gets you. And what I was taught growing up, and for so many years until God, you know, uh, showed showed me the light of what the real gospel of grace is. Uh, the error gospel was always sin focused, and then a bunch of kind of generalizations of. Uh, I was sharing one last night. Um, I had a moment in a car. I'd gone to a, a gas station, and I always would have a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, I see somebody. Give them some money. And if I don't, then false guilt, shame, condemnation. Those mm. were the thoughts and feelings that would flood into me in that moment. They'd start rising up, and it's like, oh, no, maybe this is God convicting me. But later on, you know, as God, it's God's been showing me, it's like, well, he's a good shepherd. And a sheep only encounters two voices, that of the butcher and then that of the good shepherd. And I was just able to sit there in the car and I'm like, well, okay, Lord, is this of you? Jesus, is this of you? Do you, do you want me to, do you want to give money to him through me? Do you want this? And I heard a no. It was like, praise God, I was able to drive off and save money instead of just giving. But I had been taught, raised in a certain denomination, well, you always are supposed to give to the poor. You always need to, you know, and I had to get away from that law-based regulation living. Because then it's like I'd feel, you know, walk around experiencing false guilt and, you know, shame uh, for something I did or did not do. But as as we've already covered it's like, well, there's no, the, the, uh, you know, the, we're blameless in Christ. And so I what wanna... about what, when you're, so let's tease it out a little bit more. If, mm. if a believer, if a believer sins and, and we've already established, of course we can sin, we can make bad decisions and we can sin. Now we know Jesus took care of that, but where, how does guilt and where does guilt or does guilt play a role in a believer's life. Mm. Can you, I, what do you think about that? If you do something wrong, I mean, you feel bad. And I think when we feel bad, that's just evidence of, of Christ in us. When we mess up and we feel bad, you know, there, there, there are folks who really don't feel bad. <laughs> 
you know, when they're when they're doing things. That's just in fact, it's a lifestyle for some folks. They've got mm. no conscience or conscience or feeling uh, or guilty feelings about it. I think when we feel bad, it's like the Lord saying, "Hey, you're feeling bad because that's not who you are. That doesn't represent at all Christ in you and the new creation right. that is mm. in you." And so, guilt, I think, can play a role. It's just like that. It's like that light on the dashboard that says, "Hey, um, that's not you." Uh, warning that 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 right there, not you. Now there there is a line somewhere, and I don't, you know. There's, uh, I think, if we wallow in guilt, um, that's just self defeating. Um, sometimes we get we feel guilty and we start wailing and and wailing to God, and God says, "Would you just get up?" Mm. Stop wailing. Mm. You know, that's forgiven. Mm. We wail because we don't realize and understand the forgiveness we have. So guilt, I right. think, is a is that flashing light that says, hey, this isn't you. This isn't you. Warning, danger, Will Robinson. You know, this is not you. <laughs> um, uh, and we, fe- you know, we, we feel bad. That's the point, I think, where we say, Father, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you. That's not who I am. Thank you that you love me. And we take that and we move on. It's like the, I've said a number of times and I, you know, I use all the time my, I said, hey, you know, we've got to learn new F words, you know, in the Christian life when I would work <laughs> with the inmates. And I said, I've got to learn the new F words. And it's the fail forward faster, walking in his forgiveness and freedom by faith six f words mm. and we're, we're gonna fail let's fail forward don't wallow in it fail forward faster get out of it fail forward faster walking in his forgiveness we are forgiven mm. and freedom we're free we don't feel free we just we we don't look free but we are free by faith because mm. you can't see it so we can walk by faith that it is true and I think guilt is can be that quick reminder. So I, I, I'm a fan of, of a quick guilt, uh, of a fast guilt. I do something wrong. Yeah, thank you. That was wrong. I deal with it. Thank the Father. If I have to make amends to somebody, I do that. And I move on. I, I move forward, learn from that, and I grow. That's part of my growing as a human. Uh, what happens, and you were leading into this, is that guilt can then kind of turn inward uh, into this identity focus of shame, where not that I just did bad, but I am bad. How did that affect you? You said it led you, this. some of this stuff led you even to suicidal ideations and attempts, and uh, can you talk about that a bit? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that was that had to have been, I mean, some of the worst times in my life. And it was all from just a false gospel. It was from guilt trips and, you know, uh, well-intentioned Christians. You know, they just wanted my behavior to change and be mm. better. That's great. We all want that. God wants that. But, but as many say, and as we teach in the Network 220 grace communities well god's more concerned with what i believe because what i believe will determine my behavior 
I need to know the truth that sets me free, that in reality, in truth, you don't really want to sin. That's the new heart. That's the new spirit. That's Christ in us, the new life we have. As Paul would say, the only thing that counts is a new creation. And let me stop you there. Just on that point, some people say, well, wait a minute, guys. (laughs) You don't know me. I want to sin. Dude, that is the enemy that has convinced you that your thoughts, that it's your thought that you want to sin. He has done an incredible, um, an incredible uh, psychological move on you, making you believe the thought that and the desire is yours that you want to sin. No, you don't. Your mm. new heart does not want to sin. Your new creation does not want to sin. Every thought that comes into your brain isn't necessarily your thought. Mm. Don't own it, identify it, deal with it, but you don't have to own it and then wrap your identity around this shame. I am bad. That that's not you. And that's the mm. and, and that's what you were dealing with with all these quote well-intended Christians trying to get your behavior to match up, maybe because they couldn't handle it, I don't know, or it was ref- reflecting Maybe on them. So. They're thinking <laughs> they had their own issues going on, um, but uh, but they put that quote guilt trip, and that guilt mm. leads you to start believing that you're just a bad person. Yeah, maybe not even saved. I had so many times. I, th- it got so bad for me, and I'll share this, and it's probably going to knock. You know, some people might just turn it off after that, and that's fine. I got to a place, I was like, well, Jesus, just get out of my life. God, leave me. Like, get out of my mind. I don't want you, I don't want you anymore. That was all stemming from a false gospel. Because my true, you know, of course, after saying that, Jesus is like, well, I'm not going anywhere. And I still <laughs> pursue you. I still love you. And it'd be so cool because then, you know, you know, moments later, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I want to go listen to some worship music. A non-believer doesn't do that. No, maybe maybe one of the best tests to see if you're a Christian. Right? It's like go sin. I'm not encouraging people to sin. Next time you sin and you do that, and it's like, well, what's your response to that? Are you like, wow, I, I don't really want to do this because if you're a non-believer, you'll sin and be like, well, there's nothing wrong with this. Non-believers they just sin radically out of control, and for them they, they have no qualm, uh, they have no issue with it. It's like, eh. Or they just become sin deniers, and it's like, oh, it's not sin. There's not right or wrong. You know, you got all the different, uh, all the variations. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm. and so, and that was my experience. I was, you know, I'd Jesus get out of my life. uh, You know, listening to all the guilting and shaming, and I couldn't do it because I couldn't do the the error gospel that I was being fed of: try harder, do more, be better, pray more, read more evangelize more, evangelize more, you know, do all this stuff. Oh, and be sure you start sinning less. My whole focus, the whole focus, the whole messages that I was hearing was sin less, do more right. And I couldn't No, even if for a little, for a little while, it would look like I'm getting it together. Okay. I, I haven't drinking in a week. Okay. I'm okay. I haven't smoked drugs in a while. I'm good now. Good. Mm. I'm right with God now, but righteousness isn't it because of what we do. It's a gift, the gift of righteousness, being right in right standing with somebody with God because of Jesus 
and nothing else. And so that error gospel just had me, uh, just and part of in a pit. and that error gospel, it, it starts to, you've got people putting that law and that, that performance and that guilt on you. And then you've got the enemy coming in and enemy. It's like a one, two punch. The enemy is going to really tempt you to, to sin and go against what you know is right. And, and go against the righteousness and the holiness that God has made you, the person he's made you to be. And then when you do, he just double talk. He says, oh, look at what you just did. It's like, mm. well, you just told me to do it. Yeah, but you <laughs> did it. And look what you just did. You are rotten. Are you even a Christian? Oh, my goodness. And mm. he's going to play both ends against the middle and just get you messed up. And the worst part is he doesn't let you forget it. Mm. He keeps reminding you, and it's like in that very awful rap song that I do on Messed Up. It says, <laughs> it says you, know, you mess up and it disrupts and you keep bringing that stuff up. And that's what's messed up uh, because his forgiveness is enough. You see, you bring it up and God's saying, what are you talking about? I threw that as far as the east is from the west. I don't remember it anymore. He says, why do you bring it up? And that's what gets us in this hole, this pit. Mm. It's this guilt and this sense of shame. And the sense of shame comes because we've owned this false identity based on our poor behavior or what others have told us we are, how bad we are whether it's our parents or friends or spouses or whomever, the church, um, unfortunately, uh, all of these voices come into our brain and then we begin to own it and that becomes this shame-based identity. Hmm. And sometimes, and part of the journey and our counseling journey is really that we take people through. It's giving them a framework where they can begin to uncover the lies that they've believed and to believe the truth and then to walk out the truth. That's why really our message, our mission is helping people walk free. Mm. Not just not just understand their freedom, but to walk it out and to walk free. That's the purpose of the podcast, to stop talking and to start walking. Mm. You can say you're holy. Now go walk as holy. Why? To get more holy? No, because you're holy. Just go be you that God made you. And when it comes to guilt and shame, let guilt serve its purpose to highlight things. But ask the Lord, if, as you were doing so well, is this is this was this really wrong? Is this what I did wrong? Uh, am I experiencing this false guilt? Is the enemy just trying to make me feel guilty for something that's not even wrong? And there's some discernment that you just ask the Lord for wisdom. Um, but let that guilt, when you know something uh, in your heart was wrong relationally, personally, um, morally, just say, Father, that was wrong. Yep, I blew that. So just own the behavior, own what you did, own up to it, but don't identify with it. Hmm. That's that's the trick. You can own 
your decisions. And this is what AA, I think, wants to do, but I think they took it too far. And then it, it gets into this identity stuff where that person gets up and says, hey, I'm Vernon Terrell. I'm an alcoholic. No, as a believer, no, you are not. No, mm. I am not. I am Vernon Terrell, a holy, righteous person who made a bad decision. Own the decision, but identify with the truth. Let the guilt serve as, the, as that red flashing light to own it, um, to make it right, to humble yourself where you need to, uh, and then to walk free, thanking God for his forgiveness and moving forward. And yeah. this is so important. What's some final words you have around this idea of, guilt and shame. Yeah, and this this totally surrounds the real gospel is the second Corinthians five sixteen. We look at no man according to the flesh, according to their sin patterns. Why? The next verse tells us why. Because you are a new creation in Christ. Sure you got the flesh patterns. Yep, we see them, it's going on, and yet God doesn't identify his kids according to what they're doing. Doing does not equate with identity. Birth determines your identity. And God says, I don't look at you according to your sin. I look at you because you're my child. You are in Christ. And it's as we've said in another podcast, it's not Jesus covered glasses. If we were to pull them down, oh gosh, you dirty, rotten. No, you're in Christ and Christ is in you. Christ has become your life. So we're not hmm. in the flesh. And I love, and as as Vernon, as you were sharing all the uh, the materials with GMI and the other uh, network, two twenty churches have materials with this of confronting these lies. That according to the New Testament, hey, there is no guilt, fear, shame, and condemnation. Those are four things you don't have in Jesus, according to the New Testament epistles. Mm. There is no guilt, fear, shame, or condemnation. What you are is righteous, holy redeemed, completely restored, totally forgiven, set free in Christ, loved, accepted, acceptable, given all worth, value, significance, and somebody's committed to you fully, and it's Jesus. And the beautiful thing, when we can actually um, do this relationally with mm. others, whether Ooh. it's our family or spouse, this is where it gets hard. This this is not for the faint <laughs> of heart. This is, and this can take a while to learn and we stumble through it. But if we could learn to relate to one another mm. as those seeing past that fleshy and seeing as God sees the truth of who they are, uh, the literal reality of that person that I'm physically interacting with the little reality that they are holy, righteous, loved, forgiven, pure, and blameless. Mm. If we could see them as that person, and yes, they can annoy us. Yes, they can get <laughs> on our nerves at time. And and we can be shaken for a moment, be you know ruffled for a moment, and then stop and say, you know, that I know that's not the real them. I know mm. they are holy and righteous and love. Mm. They may might just be having a bad day. They mm. they might have a lot of things that just hit them. How can I love them right now in this crazy moment? I'm annoyed. Can I give that to the Lord? Release that in forgiveness and say, "Hey, how can I help?" 
and then start to relate uh, mm. that way. Boy, I think that would be a change uh, in marriages and other relationships and friendships mm. and families. Uh, it starts with me. Um, it's not dependent on the other person. Humanly, I'm not going to do it perfectly every time. That's just the life that we live. But by God's power, I can mm. really do it a lot because greater uh, is he who is in me than he who is in the world. So, Yes. Yeah. Mm. Massive transformations would take place. Uh, what is it? Uh, all of what you were saying. And that, that's how that, that got me out of all the stuff I was in was God put people in my life. Uh, you know, I'll never forget it. I was in a counselor's office confessing all the horror, you know, I got, all, I got yucky flesh. So I was just, you know, disclosing all these disgusting sins I was doing. And he's like, well, yeah, that, that, that's some bad sin, but that's not who you are. He affirmed me who I am in Jesus. And, and Vernon, you did, you did this with me countless times, it, just simply affirming people and who they really are and just trusting Christ in us to love them through us and to affirm others. And, and that, that causes the transformation because it's the truth that sets people free. And so if we choose, we make that conscious choice. Okay, Jesus, how do you want to affirm this person through me? And sometimes, sometimes that's just my go-to. I'll just start telling people, hey, aren't you delighted you're completely forgiven? I'll just start, present, mm. I'll just start putting Jesus in front of it. Just present him Jesus. And no mm. longer do I have to try to pull sin out of somebody's hand. I just show them Jesus. And that stuff will begin to just fall off because they'll see the truth and the truth sets us free. And it is that person, Jesus. And if they're a new creation in Christ, we're not trying to create in somebody something that they don't already have. You're completing Christ and you lack nothing. We just present them the truth that sets them free. And, God, and then it's God that's doing the work. We get to uh, engage with him, uh, you know, walk with God as he's doing it in and through us. And that's the marvelous deal. That's the marvelous deal. And that's, you know, I think it takes the pressure off, folks. Uh, that mm. Our job <laughs> is to love, to accept. We share where we can. And we let the Lord uh, be the Lord. Uh, we don't need to uh, guilt people into behavior change. Mm. Never works. It just, it just doesn't work. Um, we, uh, you say, oh well, they may think that I accept their sin. Who cares? Let them think it. Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> Do they see also that you love them? Awesome. That's what you want them to see. Just let them see that you love them. And if they ask, hey, um, do you think that X, Y, Z uh, is a sin or not? You can say, well, you know, I really, uh, I don't think it's right, but I love you. I'm not going to mm. judge you for it. But if you ask me, yeah, I'll tell you what I think. And you can go at it that way. Let me encourage you and let Kyle and I both close down with this, that guilt um, you're not guilty, period, before mm. the Lord. Don't use it with that police officer. It won't work. <laughs> but with God, you're not guilty. Um, you do sin. You, you make mistakes, and there are consequences. Um, own the choice. Own the mistake. Just don't identify with it. Own it. Make it right. And thank God that you're already forgiven. 
and don't internalize any patterns of behavior and come to some false conclusion that you are less than what God says you are. You say, I don't feel it. Don't worry about the feelings. I want you to own the truth of your identity, not the patterns of what that behavior might be. I want you to start to rip open that shame and release that to the Lord and bring in the truth that you are blameless and you are holy. As Kyle said, you are a brand new creation. And as the Lord leads, that I want you to just stop talking about it. Stop talking and and just theorizing about it. I want you to actually ask the Lord, what are my next steps that I can do hmm. to express Christ and the truth of who I am? And I can actually start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.